Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk Canelo Golovkin. So, the trilogy, the rubber match, if you will, kind of... I suppose because the first two fights were good, we were expecting, and you can be forgiven for expecting that the third was going to kind of be of the same ilk, um, but a bit of a passive ending to the trilogy, in a way. Yeah, the first two were highly competitive, um, as I've said probably on record with IFL TV before. I thought Golovkin clearly nailed the first fight by eight rounds to four, or a stretch, seven rounds to five. I thought the second fight was close as well, but I thought I had I had um, Canelo winning, um, I think it was seven rounds to five in the second one, and I was there at both of them. Um, I think they were very, very competitive, those first two fights. I think we were looking to see a more competitive, uh, a very competitive fight again the third time around, but five years from the age of 35 to fit to 40, um, for Golovkin has, has put him outside the range now of a prime Canelo and he couldn't really get started and Canelo didn't let him get started. So I thought Canelo dominated the fight, even though the, you know, the, there wasn't huge amounts of action. I mean, it was, the, the punch stats were very low as well. Um, and I thought Canelo just bossed the first eight rounds and I, I had to give him the first eight rounds. And I, I thought Golovkin, then came out and really gave it his all. And, and I think won 9, 10 and 11. Um, and if anything, I mean, I had 117, 111, nine rounds to three to, to Canelo. Um, if anything, the controversy in this fight was they didn't, the judges didn't give it further for, um, for Canelo. You can understand 116, 112, eight rounds to four, but Seven rounds to five, you know, in this one, one fifteen, one thirteen. It only we've only taken the judges. Um, one of them was Weisfeld. Moretti gave it one hundred sixteen, hundred twelve. Can't remember the name of the third judge right now, but they'd only if they'd given one round more to Golovkin, 
we'd have had a, we'd have had a, a majority draw, which again would have caused so much consternation around the world, and that was the controversy of it, if anything. Um, so yeah, it was a little bit. It felt a bit flat because because we didn't get a lot from Golovkin in the first two thirds of the fight. What I would say was, and, I, and I'm a bit of a romantic like this, I suppose in a way. I love to see the respect between them at the end, where they really did. It was amazing to see the beef go and the heat go between them, and they came together and they gave each other a cuddle and a kiss, if you like. And it was not just momentary. There was something genuine there between them. And they've shared 36 rounds. Their names will be indelibly linked forever. Like Harley Frazier, like Fury Wilder, like Ward and Gatti, like Morales and Barrera. You know, they'll be linked forever. So that was really nice to see. And I think the the great thing for Golovkin is that he's still he's got two of the uh, he's got two of the middleweight belts, hasn't he? So he, he can go back down to middleweight and fight a Charlo now. Um, or fight one of the middleweight guys. He's not all is not lost for him, um, but I think he's very close to the end of his career. Yeah, I was going to say that it kind of looked like one of them things where the mind can see it, but the body can't follow it. Perhaps like he could perhaps see the gaps, but it was a split second or a second too late because, of course, as we know, he's forty years old now. Yeah, and, and but also. Um, I think Canelo dropped into a rhythm in the fight, realizing he was winning the rounds and that he was that, that Golovkin's timing wasn't there. He couldn't find his rhythm, and and Canelo was winning the rounds easily, but he was he was ahead, and he knew he was ahead, and he and he must have known he was winning round after round after round. So he didn't have to go particularly hunting for the body, which you thought he might do. I mean, I wonder whether Gol- part of Golovkin's um, tardiness in the fight was down to the fact that he didn't want to open up too much and really he was working just behind the jab early on because he didn't want to open his body up to be hit um you know i mean he's a masterful boxer but the the it's age father time has caught up with him that there's no question about it at that level um, he was slow starting against Ryota Murata, wasn't he, if you recall, yeah. and then came into the fight later. Um, but I don't think Murata's on the same level as a, as a Canelo. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. I think you have to give props to Canelo as well. Um, I thought he stuck to his game plan very well. I think all that talk about going to knock him out in the first round was nonsense. He knew that Golovkin's a clever boxer. He wasn't going to expose himself in that way. And you could even tell, you know... Canelo had been hit a few times and had definitely been in a tough fight. You know, Golovkin's no walkover, even though it looked like an easy fight for Canelo on on, on the screen, or you know, and, and on paper in terms of the scoring. When you kind of look back on the three fights as a whole, uh, I'll say obviously we'll talk about kind of the third in a bit more depth just off the but just quickly on the three as a whole, how do you think this trilogy will be remembered? Because obviously... The first is littered with controversy, yet we've still got the first two as two of, you know, the best fights. Well, certainly in my lifetime. So how do you think as a trilogy, the whole thing will be remembered? Well, I think that it'll be remembered as it, it played out for too long. Um, it, you know, five years in the making. And I think um, if you look at it's another way, Maybe it sustained Golovkin's career. For, if he if he'd won those first two fights, he might have walked away. If he'd been given the decision in the first one, a lot of people think he 
The second one was a draw. Um, and if he'd won those fights, or what has certainly been given the decision in the first one, it might not have sustained him for five years. I think a lot of the driving force within him was to try and get revenge, to try and avenge defeat. That was defeat on the judges' cards. So um, how will it be looked at? Um, it'll be all Canelo. It'll be how Canelo finished Golovkin. Even though it's 2-0 with one draw, I mean, it's probably 1-1-1 one, one, one if you look at it. One draw, one win, one loss for each of them. In fairness, that's that's what the that's what those who know will say about it. How will it be looked at as one of the two? Look, two, two, two modern greats. I think if Golovkin hadn't had Canelo on his records, it would have been harder to compare him because, yes, he's fought. He was brilliant. He was the most feared puncher in boxing probably six, seven years ago. Um, but I think Golovkin having Canelo on his record three times really elevates the period for him as well um, because this was the standout opponent. Um, I think they'll always be seen as a bit of disappointment. It came too late, the third fight in the trilogy, you know. Since the Floyd Mayweather defeat, or perhaps let's say a couple of years afterwards, has boxing as a whole kind of just been seen as the Canelo show? At least that's how it feels. What, this era? From the outs, yeah, from the outside. Anyway, of course, I know we've got the heavyweights in this country, and we've had some some big nights, yeah. but it just kind of feels like this whole era, anyway. Yeah, I mean, look, he he, you know, for for a middleweight or super middleweight, which is probably his best weight now, for to, for him to be earning what he does, and thirty million Mexicans watching box every time he, he steps in the ring, and he's he's become a star, a crossover star. Um, yeah, it is a Canelo era. Um, it's Canelo and the heavyweights. You're right. You know, um, you know. But having said that, how many Brits watched that fight on Saturday night? I mean, I don't know for how heavily he resonates with British sports fans. I'd love to have seen him come and have a fight in the UK. I mean, how many Brits he fought? Six or seven, isn't it? Yeah. It's a shame that one of those fights wasn't in the UK. I do hope he comes and has a stadium fight here. Well, Eddie Hearns talked about it. Um, you know, so I, I think it would be good for him to have one here and obviously to have one in Mexico, um, which makes sense, you know. Um, but yeah, he, he is a star of the era. I was I was at that fight last week. I spoke to Canelo about this. I was at his first fight in Vegas against Jose Cotto, where the, the great promoter has passed away now called Don Chargin, lovely man, went to see him where he lived in a place called, um, I can't remember. Cambria in California. I was very good friends with him. They've done a house on stilts um, on the on the California coast. Uh, did Don Chargin. and he discovered Canelo for Golden Boy Promotions. Um, you know, what I'm seeing is, is is that that dipping left hook that he throws to the body, which he doesn't throw that much anymore, actually, but was once his kind of trademark punch. I remember Don Chargin, This was back in 2012, saying, "You've got to go down tonight." It's one of the very early fights on the card. Shock redhead Mexican lad fighting Jose Cotto. Um, obviously the relative of, of either his brother or his cousin of, of Miguel Cotto. And he got hit by about 10 right crosses in the first round. Um, and he was like, he was so hittable. And I brought it up with Canelo last week. And he said, I know so many people had so many doubts about me that night after, you know, I was touted as this young star. And then... Um, and he won the fight. I think he stopped Cotto in about nine in the end. Um, and, and he said, you know, I had lots of bad things going on in the background that night. And if you think I 
I think Saturday night was his 17th fight in Vegas. I think it was his 23rd world title fight. It was Golovkin's 26th. And yeah, exactly. Body work, 50 world title fights they brought together in that trilogy fight. Lots of amazing stats. And I was there at his fight with 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 Mayweather as well. And it was phenomenal. And it, it, Mayweather was just past his prime, but still amazing. And, and Canelo threw everything in, in that night, if you recall. And he was getting popped with counters and... It was a brilliant night, and I think Canelo probably learned so much from that fight. And we also learned how clever Mayweather was because he took Canelo early. Um, had he taken Canelo maybe three or four years later, very tough fight for him then, you know. So, um, yeah, it's it's an era. Canelo's not finished either, you know. He's what is he thirty two? Um, so he, I could still see him going for three more years. Um, we, hopefully we'll get the rematch with Bivol if Bivol, Bivol beats um, Zerda Ramirez. I think we'll get a better fight second time around. Um, um, and I think, you know, we did see on Saturday night that Canelo is defensively and aggressively savvy now. and um, You know, he, he is the complete article. Um, but beyond that, I wonder how many major fights there are for him, you know. Um, I don't think he should go up beyond light heavyweight and, and not many times either, you know, in my view. Yeah. Um, in terms of Golovkin and going back to this fight, I know kind of um, I asked you that question of was it the mind can see what the, what the body can't follow, basically. Um, do you think there was, and this sounds a bit of a stupid thing to say because he's a man who's taken Canelo's biggest shots on the chin before, um, but do you think there was kind of a hesitancy to not want to get hurt as well, potentially an end of the trilogy with a stoppage defeat? Because they could have gone toe-to-toe, I guess, regardless of whether Golovkin's lost that bit of speed, they could have gone toe-to-toe. Was there just a little hesitancy of, I don't really want to be taking licks in this fight? Well, I mean, I don't think I don't think Golovkin... Canelo had so much respect for Golovkin in boxing terms. He's done 24 rounds. I mean, if you remember in the first fight, Canelo was genuinely hurt by Golovkin. We haven't seen that from him. We haven't seen him in fights where he's been... Gen- he went on his bike for two rounds, remember, um, circling the ring. He had those memories. He's had that, he'd have those scar memories, uh, those scars that, you know... Um, no, I think... I, I think Golovkin just gave what he could give and 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 you know it wasn't till the last round last till the ninth that he threw caution to the wind and because he, he knew he had to and i mean he rocked canelo in the ninth tenth you know he definitely rocked him um golovkin's got very freakish levers there's no question about it he's definitely one of the most you know his stories in um inspiring of him breaking like heavyweights ribs when he was inspiring and you know, really hurting other fighters, not because he wanted to hurt them, but he's got such heavy hands. There's something about his levers that, you know, he's so clever. Um, He's so skilled. He's not the biggest footwork guy in the world, um, but that jab was awesome in his career. Um, And as were the body shots. So I think, no, I I don't, yes, of course he would have wanted to get through to 12 rounds, but I don't feel that he set out for that. Um, in the end, he was going for bust. You know, he knew he was behind. And and also, I think after the fight, he knew that he'd come up against a man who's, what is he, eight years younger, now in his prime, 
and he's 40. And, and that that is just what's happened to him. I don't, if he has one more fight, it wouldn't surprise me. And that, that'll be it, you know? Um, because Father Time definitely caught up with him in, in on Saturday night in Las Vegas. Yeah. Kind of just ending it with this. Um, and obviously, like I said, there's still kind of fights and legacy defining fights, I suppose, as a middleweight for Golovkin. But then it's going to go back to the question of whether the fire burns for those legacy defining fights or just kind of them last big financial ones. I mean, everything is financially big because he's a big fighter. Um, but I know there was a world tour that was spoken about kind of briefly, um, a Kazakhstan, Middle East, whatnot. Um, would you, I mean, I take it you'd rather see the legacy defining fights, but you could understand why perhaps he'd do the little world tour showcase that ends in Kazakhstan, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think he's, you know, if you look at the middleweights, I think Jaime Munguia is a tough fight. Uh, Jamel Charlo, Jamel or Jamal, I think Jamel or Jamal Charlo, I can't remember which right now, it's early in the morning. Um, obviously holds one of the middleweight belts. Um, so I think that fight is definitely one if they can make enough money. That's the problem now. The, these eat have earned so much for the Canelo fight um, that, you know, he'd want to get a decent payday. But yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see him fight in Kazakhstan. Um, a Middle East fight. It wouldn't surprise me to see him do any of those, but I don't think he's got that many fights left in in, in short. Mm-hmm. All, all I'd love to see him come here and fight Chris Eubank Jr. after he's fought Conor Ben, as long as he wins that fight, uh, Eubank, because, you know, he said he's going to retire if he doesn't beat Ben. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think Golovkin will take stock after this, you know, um, and and it wouldn't surprise me, as I say, for him to have one more fight, but but I couldn't see him having more, more than two or three fights. Sports Social Podcast Network.